0: the dad bod rap pod with your hosts damon carter david ma and nate leblanc
1: all right dad bod rap pod we are back every week we have interviews with people moving and shaping the culture today is no different joining us in zoom we have a illustrious mc vast air who you might know from uh cannibal ox fame and his slew of other releases how's it going man
0: peace man yo man you know we in the lab right now working hard about to mix down some joints and we glad to have y'all here
1: awesome awesome thank you you for uh shout out out to the team we at space lab studios you know what i mean Oh, it looks it looks wavy in there. We got the, the lighting oh, and
0: everything. It's wavy. You know what I mean? I'm gonna move the
1: camera around so okay, y'all will be able to see stuff. You know what I mean? I I low key thought y'all was in the strip club when I first seen the lighting. <laughs> it just it set off different what things for me. But uh,
0: right now, I'm about to be like, yo,
1: word <laughs> up. Cool, cool. Um, okay, so let's uh let let's start at the beginning. Um, your your New York bread uh, MC, who are some of your influences coming up and, and who really made you want to become a rapper?
0: Wow. Um, De La Soul. I gotta shout them out. Um, I gotta shout out, uh, Rakim, Eric B and Rakim, uh, Tribe Called Quest, uh, Public Enemy, uh, EPMD, Uh, The list goes on. BC Boys, LL Cool J, you know, all all of the classics that I could go yell. You know, um, I'm a Mount Vernon. I was born in Mount Vernon, so I got to shout out Pete Rock and CL Smooth. And I got to shout out uh, Heavy D. So, yeah, Heavy D and the Boys. You know, shout out to my brother Pete Rock. Um, we need to work again, let's go, let's get it <laughs>
2: Um,
0: Yeah, you know, all of the classics that you think you can name off, they all inspired me in some way, shape, fashion or form, and I'm indebted to them, definitely.
2: Dope, man, thank you for that. Um, you know, we wanna jump, jump right into the celebration of um, Cold Vein. And I want to talk a little bit about Iron Galaxy, because I think in many ways, that's the first introduction of uh, many people to Cannibal Ox. It was released as, um, as part of a, a double single type thing. Um, mm-hmm. What do you remember about the construction of that song specifically and how it sort of set off the album?
0: Wow. Well, it's interesting that you bring up Iron Galaxy because Iron anybody, any of the fanatical Cannibal Ox knows that Iron Galaxy was part of like a trio. It was part of like a triple, a triple single that we had blasted to college radio. Mm. Okay, if you was if you was the shit in college radio, you got this package twice. <laughs> okay, and and we wanted you to play it, and we knew you was gonna play it. And Iron Galaxy was like such an underground hit. It was it was paired with Pigeon. And mm-hmm. it was also the third, the third song was uh, Metal Gear. All right, for all the real Can fans, if I say Metal Gear, the rooms, a rumor room light up on fire. So <laughs> you know, that's like real old, like, you know. We were running with company flow and the indelible MCs back then,
2: mm, mm. OK?
0: So shout out to Gene, uh, you know, shout out to the Juggernauts, Mr. Len, BMS, J Treads. I love all of them, you know what I mean? Um, So just putting that song together was important because it's the symbol of us. Mm-hmm. It's us. Mm-hmm. Like, like, our crew's name is Crimson Gods, but the overall name is Iron Galaxy Click. Okay. So IGC, the Iron Galaxy Click, you know, Iron Galaxy is like a, a philosophy. So that song was important, and it's so important, that's why you came at me with it first. Because you understand the importance of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, Every artist has that song. Every artist has that one song that says that's who they are. That's what they're about. You know what I mean? And that's well, what I mean, Galaxy did for us. You knew from there on, nothing was going to be regular.
3: <laughs> For sure. That's a really good way of putting
0: it. When when that song faded out in the end, you understood old oh, old oh, nothing is ever nothing is going to be regular after this moment.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. This um, is
0: what cannibal this is what cannibal ox represents. Iron galaxy, a hard surrounding. We came oh. up with a cute way to to have fun with the rock in the hard place mm. metaphor. Mm. We said, fuck a rock, this shit is iron. This shit is <laughs> this shit is cast iron. You know what I mean? So <laughs> we're in between a, a piece of iron in a galaxy. So that's how that came about. You know, we wanted an expression that just represented our hood, our country. Us being black men, you know, growing up in urban inner city youth in America, in New York, in the East Coast. We wanted one phrase and it was like Iron Galaxy. That's it. We are in an Iron Galaxy. It's an expression for just going through life.
3: And life is
0: hard. What's harder than Iron, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. I could try, I could try to make Adamantium Galaxy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that could be like a remix or something, you know what I mean?
3: Um vast it's Awesome to speak to you. I love it when rappers' real voice, their speaking voice, correlates to their yes, to their rapping voice. Yes. And your, your voice is unmistakable. Uh, God bless all
0: of y'all. I'm not making my voice up. <laughs> you know what I mean. And shout out and shout out to the dudes that happen to do do that. You know I'm right, not have a rap I'm accent them, but yeah, me and Sadadex, Biggie, <laughs> Q Tip. We all use our real voice, man. So. Yeah.
3: On that tip, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your verse entrances. Like, uh, to me, you have some of the best, most audacious first lines or first couplets. in yes. the game. And I'm thinking of tracks like B-Boy's Alpha, where you're yes. saying some pretty wild stuff. Uh, I guess what I want to ask you is, is it always the first thing you write? Or do you kind of reverse engineer the verse entrance? As I can. Edit? I can. It's possible. It's possible for me to
0: reverse engineer something. Um, but most of the time I know what I wanna say first. Like I feel like the most important part of the song is that first four bars. Like I gotta, I gotta bring, I gotta draw you in, and I gotta keep your in- attention so you can get to eight. 12 and then finally a solid 16 or a 24, you know. Um, but I like what you said. I can and sometimes I do I'll say something and be like, nah, this is the beginning. Mm. Like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta bring this back up top. You know
1: what I mean? So yeah, definitely. That's 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 dope. Thanks for giving us a little bit of, of, of that science. Um, I'm thinking about when what you just said about nothing is going to be regular after after uh, Cannibal Ox was formed and, and you guys started kind of making <laughs> assaults on the world. Uh, can you talk a little bit about um, that particular time in rap? And because I'm, I'm thinking when I encountered Cannibal Ox, I was like, oh, there's some different shit out there. Because it was a, it, you know, that was definitely a time of a commercial radio had its, had its hold on hip-hop in a particular way, and I felt like Cannibal Ox um, and all the other MCs you named that you were running with were kind of different on purpose. Was, was that part of you guys' ethos of saying like, I we mean, are not gonna be what's, what's out there?
0: I mean, I think, I, speaking for myself and just speaking for the rest of the crew from what I know of them personally, I don't think we we define ourselves with something outside of ourselves. I think think we kind of would vet among each other, among our peers. And even, you know, you can clash with peership also. You know, I respect you and I'm going to have to disagree. If I think a beat is hot. I'm going to find a way to do a song with it. And I think us all having that type of mentality of us believing in what we create, I think that's where we draw that attitude from. It's like a self assurance that we love the music that we do. We have an idea of where it should go. There's a beginning, a middle, an end. There's a process and let us go through that process. Um, So I would say it's less about what's going on outside. It's more about us pushing ourselves because we were touched by other artists that pushed themselves. There were other artists that pushed themselves and that music got to us and we said, we want to do that one day. And I think that's where we draw that from. You know, if you've ever heard that right Stevie Wonder song, if you've ever heard that perfect Fleetwood Mac or Stevie Nicks song, if you've ever heard that that perfect Otis Redding song. That perfect James Brown song. And I gotta shout out my homie that I met in Texas, Little Richard. If you've ever heard, yes, little Richard for the record is a cannibal ox fan and friend. So let's put that on the record.
1: God <laughs> bless him.
0: But yeah, if you've ever heard them. In their perfect state, it's like it's gonna break you. I don't care who you are, you're gonna get broken, you're gonna get touched. Mm. And I think as artists, we wanted to do that to people. And I'm glad that people have reached out to me and have let me know. They dropped their pride, they put down their armor and said, yo, you touched me. I heard, I heard what you said. And that's
2: real. That's human. That's real. Right, right. Well, thank you for sharing that, man. Well, you know, um, you broke down Iron Galaxy a little bit. Um, the next the next track on the album is Ox Out the Cage with LP. And we would be remiss not to sort of bring up LP's vision, his production prowess on this album. Can you sort of let us know your history with LP and kind of how you guys met? Oh, yeah. Uh, pretty much.
0: Like I said, I was, you know, I was repping... Uh, you know, I was repping Adam's fam at the time and I in Galaxy Click, which is Crimson Gods. And we all got real close with the Juggernauts. Mm-hmm. So I had actually, I was close with the Juggernauts for like two years. And through that connection is how I met L because the Juggernauts were working with him as the indelible MC. So that's actually how I had met um El Producto of Company Flow. I actually met Mr. Len first, shout out to Len. Mm. I actually met DJ Len, Mr. Len first um, at Wetlands, shout out to Wetlands, that club is closed now. Mm. <clears throat> um, shout out to Robert De Niro, who would call the police on us. Um, <laughs> Robert De Niro and a bunch of his neighbors, they live up the block from wetlands. So they would constantly, you know, when, I, I must admit, when you let out a club, it's loud. Okay? <laughs> so we were bought, we were fucking up their, their 2 AMs and their 4 AMs. <laughs> so uh, they, they quickly shut that down. But shout out to wetlands. We did a lot of shit there with the Roots. A lot of stuff there with the indelible MCs. And that included, you know, LP. So that's Mm. how I actually met L. It was through the Juggernauts.
2: Dope. dope. Shout
0: out to the Jugs. They will be on the new Can Ox album. So,
1: yeah,
3: man. awesome, man. We just talked to Breeze. His new record is great. He's such a cool guy. I love
0: him. And I'm going to go on record. Breeze is the only dude that can see me. All right. I said, yeah. That's, that's the only dude that I will allow to see me, okay? <laughs> Everyone else you in for the battle of your life.
1: <laughs>
0: I will submit the um, win to Breeze. Yo, that's my brother. I love him.
3: <laughs> oh. Great dude. Um Vast, do you think of the Cold Vein as a science fiction kind of thing or was it that it was reflecting your real life circumstances? Um, or can it it's be both?
0: both? It can be both. We don't have to be rigid, you know? We, we could we be, uh, you know, a little more, uh, you know, loose. Um, it, it's a little of both, but don't get it twisted. I would say it's 60% real life. And I'm sure you can hear that. I don't have to, you know, push that it probably feels like it's 80% real life. It's it's 60% real life and 40% of creativity. Mm. Okay. So when I said my first fight was me against five burros, that's more like three dudes trying to rob me. I'm not actually fighting five districts in New York so you know that line perfectly but because I was a bigger kid you know nobody wanted to do a fair one with me so (laughs) if I got into beef I'm fighting two three people all the time so that's the truth of that line The exaggeration is I'm fighting the five boroughs of New York. Mm, mm. And that's what makes the line creative. That's what makes it entertaining. You know, the little little jazz on it that you throw on it. the The literal line is, you know, I would have to freak how I could never have a fair one. I probably had two fair ones in my life and they were similar size to me, so that don't even count, you know what I mean? <laughs> we, what when can I get bad. the advantage? You know what uh, I mean? Nobody, nobody wanted me to have the advantage, so that's what life is. That's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. That's a metaphor for life. Nobody wants you to have the advantage. You gotta You gotta work hard and go. go get it it's an iron galaxy
1: out there gentlemen
0: (laughs) you know
1: what I mean again the the life advice appreciate it uh can can you can you talk a little bit about um what do you think the the lasting impact and and influence of, of cold vein is I feel like I hear it in in other rappers I'm not trying to name anybody but I, I feel I'll like it was some, a very interesting <laughs> <laughs> He's like,
0: I'm not gonna name. I'll name some. You won't get in trouble. <laughs> Please.
1: Um, I, I get what you're saying. Finish what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So yeah, so I'm just, I'm just trying to, to tee up. You know, can you talk a bit, a little bit about the lasting impact of, of the record and how, how you see its influence, you know, 20 years later. Um. Wow. Well, first of all, I just got to say,
0: you know, blessings to our fans and to the people that understand our music. I first and foremost got to just thank you because you took that time. You knew there was something special and you took that time and you ran and told five other people. So I, I, first I got to say, I love our fans and I love you know, you guys for even caring about the history. So first I got to shout out the fans and the press and, and the true press that tries to get real hip hop to the fans. Um, um, 20 years later, I'm shocked, I'm shocked. Um, I knew it was a good record. I know we know how to rhyme. I know that L makes great beats. And I knew that me and L together are a ridiculous force. The way I, because I have a way of taming him. He can he could go off tangent where there's no room for the vocalists. <laughs> um so I have a way of 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 toning him down to where, all right, L, stop right there and now we have a pocket for the vocalists. And and he smiles because he knows he can zone off. Um so us together is is that's what you hear, you know. Um, he would make something and I would go extend this, let's make this a hook, let's make this a bridge. And that's what you're hearing. And you're also hearing the rawness. Um, remember when Mega, um, Shamar, remember when Mega goes, I don't have or an piece on Ox, you know, out the cage, um, you know, that was honest. He did his, he he said his verse and then he just turned from the mic. Like, I don't have an ending. And we were like, that's hot. You can hear us in the background. So it's those honest moments or like on Raspberry where I messed up my line and started the freestyle. Mm. And I waved at L because L was going to start it over. I waved at him to leave it. That's dope. So it's, it's those honest moments where I mess up and start freestyling, but then I do the verse again, but then it, it actually works with the concept of my line, which hmm. deals with reincarnation.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: So the messed up worked. it was like, you know what I mean? It was perfect. It That's was perfect. Per- we, we use mess ups. We make mess ups look like fucking genius shit. Because it is. Art yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it is like and it I, I love that time just working on that album it was a lot of hard work we wanted to be talking about this album 20 years later mm, so dope. here we are and it's a blessing you know blessings to mega blessings to l we made a great record we made a lot of great music but that particular record I'm gonna be talking about that record until I die
2: Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you sort of um, exploring the relationship with LP. Obviously, I mean, he made the beats that are killer. But, you know, the other big component to this album would be the chemistry between you and and Bortle Mega. Um, Oh,
0: yes. Oh, yes. Talk Um, about
2: that working process. Talk about how, you know, how you guys combine thoughts and ideas and and made it happen.
0: Oh, yeah. Mega is amazing. You know, um, he has a unique style and he's the real artist artist Mm. um he doesn't care about anything he's never on time you know if you if you if you look at if you look at our interview history I always do all of the interviews he's there sometimes like we have to like twist his goddamn arm and put a gun to his head to make him do an interview, for real. He's, he, he could care less about any of the spotlight, none of that. Um, so he is the artist's artist. And he's, and he's really, you know, um, a, a, he's an emotional artist. And I think all of the fans know that. It's all through his music. Right, You know what I mean? Right. It's all through his music. And um, our, our dynamic works because I'm the silver lining. So it's like, he's the gray cloud, I'm the silver lining. And that's why people liked our dynamic. That's our friendship, you know? Um, that's our friendship. Shamar be at every party but he's just to himself. He's quiet. He's elusive. And over the years, he struggled with depression, you know? So he pulls back from time to time, you know? And um, we just want him to feel at, at peace. When he's at peace, he'll get in the lab with us and spaz out. And that's what we love, you know what I mean? It's like, we just wait for the werewolf you know what i mean when he's at peace he becomes like the music werewolf and then like you know what i mean we work with him i don't never want to force anything on him or or um, manipulate him
3: you know what i mean so yeah man uh, and when he's in that zone he's an incredible when
0: he's in that zone
3: we're like yo
0: we're here let's go or let's just watch some fucking karate movies for a week you know what i mean like absolutely he's in that zone you know and and when he's in that zone trust me me and uh our close friends or even my man cosmic when he's in that zone we're all like look keep you know keep your ears in the street. Let's get him in the lap. You know, so
3: it's always a good thing. Vast, um, I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about Blade of the Ronin. And I yeah. hope you don't take this the wrong way, but it was much better than I expected it to be. After such a long kind of a gap between official projects i know you guys did a lot in between then but it's a, yeah. it's, a it's an incredible record and i feel like a little bit underheard. i don't know if you feel that way and maybe if you could just touch on how that um, all came together and talk about the record a little
0: yeah yeah much love much love yeah blade of the ronin is a great record um um blade of the ronin needs its time okay uh Cold Vein has 20 years. Mm. At the time, it had 14. So, you know, 14 against zero, it's like you got to give this album some time to breathe. (laughs) You know, you got to play it a couple of times. You got to get high with it. You got to break up with a girl with it. You got to get a new girlfriend with it. Just like you did with Cold Vane. And then you can properly judge it. And right. you know what's funny? Six, seven years later, seven years later, the album is selling out like crazy. We can't keep it in stores. Uh, people love the vinyl, and people love the music that we make. They love the realm that we know how to create. Mm. And Blade of the Ronin had a lot on its shoulders. Right. Um, because there was no LP on the record. Um, there was a there was this mystery of like, is it gonna sound good? And that's disrespectful to all the great music that me and Shamar have always been a part of. If we're together or separate or even as CanOx, when we don't have a LP beat, mm. um, that we, you know, I, I, I took that a little personal um, and, and everyone else laughed it off. I took it a little personal because I felt like y'all should know how much we love doing the music, um, that we're not gonna put something out that is lackluster. You might have your favorites, but I could I couldn't ask anybody to show me a whack joint I did. Like you might have your favorites, you might have your preference, but is this whack? You know what I mean. So I felt a little. I felt you know, and and you know, and that's also respect to what we've done. I get it, right. It's the respect to what we've done. It's a I
3: high it. bar to clear.
0: There's a high bar. I totally get it. But I was offended. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shout out to the fans that constantly offend me. But um, <laughs> constantly hurt my feelings all the time. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's a family relationship. Family hurts you sometimes. You know what I mean? Oh, man.
2: True that. No.
0: Family hurts, you know what I mean? And then we laugh, we laugh it off and we move on. You know what I mean? So I just want the fans to know that we're genuine. And I think after 20 goddamn years <laughs> of all of this music, you know what I mean? Whether it be two Cannibal Ox full length, a couple of mixtapes and an um, EP, right. and that's can Ox. Right. Then you have Vortal's solo stuff. Right. You have my solo stuff. You have our stuff with Adam's Family. Right. You have our stuff with Def Jookies. There's so much shit right. that like after 20 years, everyone was getting scared, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm glad. The reviews were great. Yeah, The record sounds phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The record just sounds phenomenal. So, and it's a different record. And that was the whole point. Mm. We wanted Cold Vein to be Cold Vein. And we wanted Blade of the Ronin to be Blade of the Ronin. And we want Ox Calibur to be Ox Calibur. And, you know, we're going to continue. The next album coming from Cannibal Ox is Ox Calibur. Oh. And it's serious. It's a serious record. Um, As I've mentioned in interviews before and online, Shamar retired after Blade of the Ronin. Okay. Yeah. However, we still have some interesting treats, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, as you know, we worked on some shit, you know. I, I, I kind of brought him out of retirement yeah. to get some shit done. Right. And you know, and you know, we're gonna move on in a classic fashion, but we have some classic mega. So it's
1: interesting. It's a great record. Okay. So So this year, Oxcalibur. Yeah. Oxcalibur is
0: this year, hopefully. The singles, okay. I can guarantee that we'll have singles and i'm in i'm in some discussions with some people right now so okay. we're trying to finalize the album there's a, a few more people we got to work with okay hopefully i could get the album done by halloween okay if i get this album done by halloween we could get it out okay, okay. you we, know it's just hopeful. a hand, it's just a handful of key people that we want to get involved, you know. Um, I'm definitely reaching out to L. I want him to be a part of it. Dope. You know, and I want the fans to know that we want him to be a part of it. Yeah. So that's gonna be dope. That's gonna be interesting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Some crazy shit. We're gonna have to do some nutty <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? And um a lot of people, I'm already I'm already working on the juggernaut joint. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's gonna be crazy. I'm working on a joint with Camp Lowe. There's a lot of it's a lot of All fun right. things. There's some fun things going on, you know what I mean? Okay. You know, um, shout out to Ill Bill. You know what I mean? I'ma just I'ma just sprinkle a couple of names, letting y'all know
1: how we come in, and it's gonna come. So okay. So we'll we'll definitely be on the lookout for that. But you also mentioned you got some interesting uh Singles that you you're going to be dropping. You have some work with Doom, which we haven't heard. Correct?
0: Yes, yes. Um, the first single that's going to come out. Just so I could get everything clear, the first single that's coming out is um Metal Ox. It's it has an A and a B side, um, and that comes out May fifteenth digitally worldwide. We will have a physical for it. We're setting that up. And also, and that's, and that's the 20th anniversary of Cold Vein. So I need everybody to be spinning that and repping that. And it sounds so great. I, once you hear it, it's just going to hit. So, matter of fact, yo, boy, drop that, yo. Drop that, yo. Drop that, yo. Let's, go. Let's go. Drop that, yo. Let, let them get a chase. Wow. Turn that up. Try not to turn it up too hard, I <laughs> Yeah. yeah. life still, but it's still when your mama dies. She returns to the essence beyond the skies. You ever been mad before? Please miss this, me with your bullshit. I am not a matador. I grew up in the hellish hoods. Where dudes don't talk, but they face, say I'm this good. <laughs> I'm like Malik Starwood, because I can talk to these birds. you wish you could. I got 700. You think that's abundant? Never mind. I'm about to add 300. Because we are more than 300 Who's defeated the Romans Sat-macked and got blooded The truth I will never cover And when it comes to smite, We never fronted. never fronted I was reborn in hell Then I came back to the surface with this your Why Wise wow, as a scholar Dated independence from the freedom of college
4: Now it's being battle for me Ever since a kid got in the palace The police came out of belief Came living in grand
1: Hey,
0: so y'all know, you know
3: what I mean? Just that was crazy. Thank so, so you. No. That's <laughs> so dope. Thank you. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Don't, don't bite our face, but we appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We bite face. That's our rap. That's our that's our slogan. I should trademark that, yo. Yeah, exactly.
1: exactly. Yo,
0: we've been biting faces for 20 years. But yo, seriously though, just so you, now y'all understand me. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a vibe that we come with. Mm-hmm. There's a realm. This ain't this ain't no regular shit. Like this is this is some special shit. And that's why. We don't play around with our artwork. We don't play around with our subject matter. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of layers. We can have fun with the best of them. But all of y'all know that we're serious. We can touch on politics. We could touch on spirituality. And we could just touch on some real everyday life shit. And yeah. that's what that's what Cypher Unknown is about. That's Ooh. what cannibal ox is about. When you hear it, it's a feeling. It's a, it's a feeling. You can't fake. Can you fake what you just heard?
1: Nope, not at all. You
0: cannot, you cannot fake what you just heard. And that's that's metal ox right there. And we in the year the metal ox. So it's about to get real. Oh man. You That's know so what good. I mean? The B side is called Raspberry Jelly. Okay. It's crazy. <laughs> it's Madhood. And it's and it's and it's featuring my man Double A B. Okay. So it's crazy. Like, you know, cannibal ox is back. B like. Yeah. We never, we never went nowhere. It's, it's been 20 years of nonstop music, mm-hmm. it just so happens that two records are called Cannibal Ox. Yeah. Right. But it's us, we yeah. don't, Clark Kent is Superman.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: I might put on some glasses sometimes, but if that <laughs> bus hit me it's gonna, it's gonna, I ain't gonna get hurt. You know what I mean? Go bounce so, up. It's like yo, just, just like your man said. It's like yo, Vass is using his real voice. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? He's right. been hearing me for twenty years. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not in the, I'm not in the mic booth. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, am I'm, I'm in the booth on some real shit. You yeah. can tell it's just me
4: exaggerating. Mm-hmm.
0: You too. You got a voice like that too.
4: Wow, uh, that's just your energy I'm just saying, maybe.
0: If- Shout out to Raised by Wolves. We're uh, we gonna be in the lab. You know, you'll, okay. you'll, we got we got plenty we got plenty of drinks to finish up. So I'm gonna get him in the lab. You what know what, what I mean? What it's a good brother. I've been I've been building with for a couple of years. So you know what I mean? Man. Yeah, man. Yo, like I said, we real, we love what we do, and like I said, the proof is in the pudding. I had to let you all hear it, because we just
3: mastered it. Um, Sounds great, man. Sounds fantastic. It
0: sounded real. Come on, be be real? We can't wait, yes.
3: Yes. (laughs) We can't Uh, wait, man. We are best. That's what I need need to hear. (laughs) No
0: yes men here. There's no yes men. No, (laughs) no,
1: no. Nah, we, we
0: we be eating dinner with dudes like um you gotta <laughs> drop that verse again. All right. <laughs> like word, like we don't play over here, man. Be no, like, i word. So, absolutely not.
1: That you was gotta, a, you know what
0: you that bass, you know. I'll tell a producer in a second <laughs> that bass gotta come up. Like don't be don't be do with the bass, yo yeah? Yeah, That's man, but you know, we're just honest. That's how you get the best out of your crew.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Right.
0: Stop being a yes man to your man. If you yeah. if you if you my man, I need you to tell me the truth.
4: Because I'm gonna tell you the truth in a way to where
0: they're gonna lie to me outside.
4: You know, it's, it's, it's that, But you know, like you, you can't use the truth like a uh like like a weapon in the way people do, like a lot of people like to use the <laughs> truth in a way that's going to undermine someone's confidence. But if you use the truth to to sharpen the blade, so to speak, you get a level of fine-tuning that the public needs. So a lot of times when you do hear, you know, like the best – the editors are the ones that that aren't credited, but it helps that author's voice really be be known. So a lot of times it is the crew, You know, it's it's those people around you who, you know, like I – you know, if Vaz was to ask me what his opinion is, like just because I want him to like me, I'm not. You know, like if if, if I don't feel it, I, you know, I'll just be like, and, and you know, of course, you know, I'm not. I'm not just gonna be dismissive to where it's up there, like oh, like like you wag B or what? It's, it's not. It's not about. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not about that. It's just more or less is up there, like you know, when you were at your most great, you were hitting these points. Mm. Or whatever. Like right now, you're not hitting these points. So in order for you to be at your greatness or whatever, I'm close enough to, to let you know that, OK, you hit these points before, hit these points again in this way.
0: That's what I'm talking about, and and because it, you know. I'm going to get lied to in the street. They're going to butter me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They want me to do. They want me to do a song. They want me to do a show. They want me. Yeah. They're gonna butter me up. Yeah. I need my team to be real. All right, all right. When yep. we cut a record, you gotta give me that instinct. Yeah, yeah. And the first thing you, I saw you nodding your head, and I was like, I don't gotta. <laughs> I'm good yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's what it's about. It's that yeah. head nod. Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Real sharp and steel. I, I, I off
0: steel, soft and He's a I good am. musician. He know how it should sound. You know yeah. what I mean. Shout out to Sharp. Raised by wolves. Cincinnati in the house. You know okay. what I do. You
1: know what I okay. mean.
0: Shout hey. out to my Cincinnati team. I'm New York via Cincinnati, so you know. Okay. That's what's up. It is what it is. Shout out to copyright. Shout out to Metro. Yeah. Word up. Me and Metro are about from S.A. Smash. Rest in peace to Kamu Teo. We about to spaz on y'all because I got some unreleased Kamu Teo beats. It's about to go down.
1: Okay. Okay. You heard it here. You heard it here first. Vastair, thank you so much for your time, man. We just really appreciate being able to chop it up, hear some new music, uh, and just we're huge fans, man. Thanks for coming on.
0: Yo, thank you, and I want to keep y'all posted. Keep your ear on my Instagram. I will be updating the fans from Instagram, Twitter, um, and my Facebook, and my YouTube. My Instagram and Twitter is Air 2090 That's V-A-S-T-A-I-R-E-2090. That's my official page. All real fans, hit me up. Stay updated. Word up.
3: Even your handles are a bar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i uh,
3: Bass, I don't know if you can see this. This is you in the basement of Fat Beats Amsterdam, summer oh 99. God. I took this picture uh, with a disposable camera at a company flow show for little Johnny from the hospital. That's oh you holding the company God. flow patriotism record. Uh, that's some crazy oh shit. Oh, my
0: God. I miss those camos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I had on the camos. I had on the camouflage. Uh, I miss those. Those were like my most comfortable pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, yo. Yo, that's peace, fam. So you saw us rocking Europe.
3: Yeah. One of the best and days of my life.
0: That was, if I'm correct... That was 99. Yo, you fucking with me right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, well, well, this brother right here saw me 20 years ago. Yeah. And we're doing an interview, B. You already know.
4: album came on my birthday. That's my <laughs> Damn, Nah, you let don't you know this is some real fan shit. <laughs> you, don't, nah, you don't understand because
0: there's a fat beats in New York. Right, right, right. We were in the Fat Beats in Amsterdam. Okay.
4: Wow. And
0: he was in the room. <laughs> yeah, that's
4: good.
0: And he yeah. took that picture with a disposable. If you don't have it, right? Yo, that's right. props. You gotta send that to me.
3: I will. Yeah. I gotta.
0: I gotta post that on Instagram Absolutely. and big up that I did y'all show.
3: All right, cool. Yeah, we'll do it when, yeah. we'll do it around the time when we drop this interview. which should be very soon. It was a real no pleasure problem. to meet you today, no man. Thank you, uh, no so yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so awesome, much, man.
0: Yeah, man. And we can talk again when the music drops. Yeah, yeah. Really. We'd love
3: that. We, we would love talk to.
0: Again. You know what I mean? I love what y'all are doing for the culture. Get the real music to the culture, man. Hell yeah. somebody's Hell yeah. gotta do it Absolutely, get the real shit you know a lot of us look how much doom look how much doom has done right, yeah. and look how fast he's going yeah. so the real people like y'all and other blog spots and other podcasts it's up to y'all y'all because think about it it's y'all that are showing us the bullshit
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> so
0: who's really in control of hip hop, right? Uh oh, now I'm, <laughs> I'm the interviewer. Now. I took the interview position from them, now they're froze. They're in the spot right
1: now.
0: You understand? Like, think about it who really controls hip hop? If you, if you, this is my engineer. Let me shout him out. This is my engineer, She yeah. Music. We're at Space Lab Studios. Is he on camera?
2: Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: if you, if you own the magazine and you showing the bullshit, right? right. Who do we blame? <laughs> so if you own so if you own the podcast right. if you own the website the podcast the magazine right, right, right. and you keep showing us the bullshit mm-hmm. do i blame the artists right or do i blame like the you? platform yeah so, the outlet. so we gotta big up the platforms that show the real shit, and I just want to shout y'all out, man, for real. We appreciate Thank you so that, much, man. man. It means Me, a lot. We go, we go,
1: we gonna keep doing it.
0: Much love, and we'll talk again. You know what I mean? When the music drops,
1: it's all good. Sounds good. There it and is, Appreciate it you, man. Thank you, Thank you, so, you much, so
0: much, bass. y'all. I gotta finish this single so it'll sound good when it drops.
1: There, there it is. is. Love Thank it. you so much, there, ladies and gentlemen. Be well, brother. Appreciate it. Peace Thanks. and love, y'all. Word up. was an interview uh if you guys didn't catch that we we decided to go off the rip just give you the interview straight off the top of the show and uh you know we'll be honest this was Nate LeBlanc's call Nate why why were you like fucking intro I'm going Acapulco why why why
3: did you feel it, it it merited that this interview like energized me and our whole deal like we did one this interview came about in a a couple of weird ways obviously we'd always want to talk to anyone involved in cannibal ox def jokes like i'm a huge vast fan i was always a vast guy which we can talk about like within the the context of the group but i've really come to appreciate vortal and i feel that vortal is incredibly influential in the Mm. kind of music we like now but we could talk about that later the reason i thought this interview went so great is like uh, Vas did kind of a a call. He was like, "Okay, the anniversary is coming up. Podcasters, interviewers, journalists, get at me. I'm ready. I'm ready right. to talk about it." So it was mm-hmm. like I sent that to Dave. It's like, "Let's get this scheduled." It was scheduled at a weird time for us. It was a weekend. It was like we kind of rearranged our whole lives to do this. And sometimes when we do that, you get a little grumpy pants, and you're like, ah, <laughs> "Like, you know, I could have been doing this, but I got to do." It becomes like a chore this never felt like a chore and that's no. uh, the I described it to someone in text today he had like a volcanic amount of energy
2: totally. it was just like
3: he's like that uh, that uh volcano in Iceland that's just bursting and there's drone footage of like his crazy <laughs> like ideas <laughs> flying around and so I just thought Let's give people a taste of like what it's really like to talk to someone like this. Like someone oh, like voices- for, for us, like from our right. perspective, like when right. we log in and it's right. just like you never know what's going to the- happen. Like you never know. Like you never always, know. There's always a little preamble part where we're like, I'm Nate, I'm Dave, and this is the show. And right. And right. ask you some questions. And that like sometimes that just doesn't need to happen. It just goes. Yeah. And so I, mean, I just was- thought it was a good, in, like a peek behind the curtain.
2: It's yeah, I think it's a, a peek behind the curtain, but also just like a very, very timely one. Um just to give people a little bit of background. Like I've reached out to Vasque before just to try to get it going. And you know, we exchanged a couple emails here and there, but he he seemed kind of flaky. So that's why when you sent me his IG uh post, I was a little nervous, but he got back to us right away. We set the date well in advance. So, you know, I'm twiddling my thumbs as the date nears, is just thinking he's gonna flake, you know, but um it was far the opposite of that man not only did he not flake i mean the interview is one of the most engaging ones we've ever had um he was literally in a studio it was almost a p- performative interview and yeah i mean it couldn't have been it couldn't have landed at, at a better time i mean as we're celebrating the brilliance of kennel box's cold vein 20 years um you know and i was just talking to Nate a little bit earlier like Yeah, man, like some albums you check out of and then you you like re-listened again. And um, this is one of those where like, I kind of stopped listening like years ago and then was like, fuck dude, this is brilliant. This is so brilliant. It Mm -hmm. it really is like Mm -hmm. a moment of magic, you know, that is tied into the Def Jux universe, but this was totally captured in that. And um, yeah, this, what a fucking amazing interview. I'm so glad. And he he was
1: excited about it. I think that's what the, that's cause you know, again, in, in kind of interacting with different artists, People view their older work different ways, right? Right, right. Some folks really want to talk about the new shit. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of cats are, you know, definitely willing to and appreciative of people bigging up their old stuff. But I, I think what stood out in this interview for me is that Vast seemed to understand what cold vein is in the in the fans' imagination. Right. And he really leaned into that and kind of gave you the goods. Which isn't again isn't always the case. Um someday we'll have a YouTube channel and you will see how live and fly uh guys like Vast Air are. But um I just I really felt like uh he was excited to do it. He understands the relevance and the the you know the history that's there and he talked about it a little bit in the interview. And um, that just all came across. It was it was a great interview. I loved how he was just pulling in the engineer and the right. homie that was on the couch. And right, like, right, I, right. I'm like, we were on the Vastair show. So I want to thank him for, yes. <laughs> for for having us on. Um, Cold Vane <clears throat> turns 20 this year. Uh, we talked about it with Vast, but just I wanted to get you guys' takes on the phrase like, how something has aged is probably a little bit overused and, and loaded at this point. Um, but given that we've been relatively tapped into the culture, you know, rap's progression for the last 20 years, um, how relevant is Cold Vein today? Given where rap, you know, was in that era where it is now, Nate LeBlanc, um, how, does it, how does it sit um, in the modern context?
3: It sits prominently. I think it's really, really important record, not because it captures its time frame so well. It's it's one of the best underground rap records. Like I think the the combo of LP at that time and these Mm -hmm. two guys with their two very distinct styles. They they made it they made a classic, they made an all timer. Um, it really, really represents the kind of backpack culture well. Like this is kind of the best of that time. And you could you could look at some Aesop rock. From that mm-hmm. time, you could look at some RJD2 from that time. There are a lot of good records that came out of that camp at that time. But um, this one is special. There's there's something a little bit more than the sum of its parts. And I think Vordal in particular and the way he clusters his rhymes and his nonlinear thinking is really, really prominently evident in some of the rappers that we are super into now. Like in particular, Billy Woods, who's like a friend. Right right of uh, vortals who's like vortals hugely important to his narrative um that's a direct connection but it's also just sure. kind of taking the um a gauzy or uh um i don't i don't know how else to put it there, there's two different kinds of lp beats on this right there's kind of your gauzy b-boys alpha mm-hmm. spinted out kind of thing and then there's just like your bone crushing like that scene at the beginning of Terminator 2 where the Terminator (laughs) steps on the skull and like breaks it. Just the metal foot. Like that's the other side of things, right? (laughs) Like those two kinds of beats remain to be prominent. Probably we've gone a little bit more in the gauzy direction, but like both these guys can rap their ass off. Like the rapping is so good and it would be hard to rise to the level of LP's production here, which is brilliant by any any measure, but, like, it's it's cool, man. It just, it all came together, and I think it's a really important and great record. Yeah, Dave, how does it, to your mind, how does it hold up these days?
2: Um, you know, I was just telling Nate, you know, uh, uh, a lot of the early 2000s stuff I was fully immersed in, but then kind of checked out, you know, and some of that mm-hmm. stuff you go back to revisit it, to your point earlier using the term aging well um not all of it does you know and i i had a few years where i'm like i listen to cold bane so much that i'm not like dying to throw it on and hear to hear you know uh, raspberry fields again but um having done that like again recently you know around 20 years um and the around the 20 year anniversary was just astounding and to nate's point the, a lot of the music that we're into now, you know, the, the Arm and Hammer, uh, for instance, I don't think that that would exist if not, no. you know, if if the giants didn't exist before them, you know what I mean? Right. They're, they're on the shoulder of, shoulders of giants, right? So um, I think it's an incredible record. Um, and, and not only because of like, sort of the time capsule nature of it, I think mm-hmm. it's important because it's just it's just overtly unique and everybody was just capturing magic. Um, LP. I mean, we're we're seeing like early to mid level LP production here, and to see this as a starting point and what he did with Fan Dam and we're all gonna we're all gonna burn in hell, mega mix is just ridiculous. And we're and we're not even at Run the Jewels yet. So um, yeah. I think um, in retrospect, this is one of the best rap albums of all time.
1: Okay, okay, you heard it here from from Dave Ma. <laughs> I I feel like, uh, I feel like a group like Cannibal Ox for me was like life support. Oh, one was a time where I think, um, you know, underground rap in certain circles had just ran its, ran its creative course. Like there wasn't much left to say. And I was finding myself increasingly kind of just burnt, Mm -hmm. dabbling in more mainstream stuff, trying to wrap my mind around like... Jay-Z and all that stuff I had slept on for years and years in the early 2000s. But um, Colvin, for me, represented that, like, hey, there's still this really raw, creative approach to the culture. And and I'll call it out here. And it wasn't just white guys. It wasn't just like a bunch of underground, you know, Mm -hmm. hip hop nerd white cats. I mean, there was a white cat masterminding the whole shit, (laughs) but it came across. It had a street edge to it. It had, I'll say, Afro- futuristic vibes to it um, that not all the releases of that time had. Um, And so that for me, I remember listening to that. And as we talk about Arm & Hammer and other of their kind of, you know, things that grew out of that movement, I definitely think that's one of the things is that um, there was a time when this type of record for a Black artist was just considered like suicidal. It's like what are you doing? Like you're, Mm -hmm. you're not dealing drugs. Like you, you don't, you're not in the club. You're not, you're unabashedly, you know, making this kind of art, art, but also street type of rap. So I think for me um, listening to it again in preparation for the interview, I was struck by how sensibilities wise, they're so spot on with what is like hot now. Um, And I know that's not why they did it. um, Mm -hmm. But their particular approach, and just their kind of whole crew. I mean, we 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 have this interesting streak right now where we're talking to folks with these Midwest connections. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just an incredible time for that whole crew, for Def Jooks, um for for the Weathermen, uh, and so yeah. I was I was definitely this record kind of re uh, invigorated my interest in underground hip hop and made me believe again. That you can make a truly underground record and, and that shit be hard
3: right. right just a couple things on our we, we've kind of been circling this uh, doing an episode like this for a while um friend of the program and fellow hip-hop podcaster alaska has a hot verse on this project yes and yep. a friend of the program and uh, one of the only people we've ever interviewed in person actually in san jose uh nasa uncommon nasa oh that's right that's right this whole record and we we talked to him pretty extensively about like his role um mixing this and working at uh with ozone artists and all that stuff within like what seems like five years ago but it was actually about one (laughs) a year and a half two years years ago right so anyway it's just kind of cool like we've been able to um circle around this and now we talked to the dude who made the record and like totally he's so himself like vast air yep. is yep. one of those hip-hop characters where you just right. can't imagine him being anything else but a rapper like what what job <laughs> yeah. would he have yeah with, with that like he's he's huge ups
2: like that was, I was about what, to say vast air well, would
1: smash at t-mobile though They <laughs> 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 kept a fair one with this phone, son <laughs>
2: But, you know, just, like, uh, um, us talking about, you know, just the, the personnel on the album um, reminds me that, you know, the album is essentially a one-off, right? I mean, um, there, there's there's the Candleblocks, the Blade of the Ronin, which was, like, 13 years later or whatever, which Nate and I were talking about off-camera as well. Uh, it's great. However, I mean, the cold Bane was just, like, a meeting of the minds during, like, yeah. well, a, a sliver of time. and. And for it to just sort of resonate 20 years later to not only new cats, but cats like us, I think um, speaks volumes.
1: Yeah, and I feel like um, to that that point of like, the, it it was a particular point in time, it's when LP had leveraged his company flow success Mm -hmm. to to bear fruit for other artists. And so I feel like um, without that, without LP being where he was to provide it the platform, I don't know if it's widely is as widely heard or understood. In fact, I'm gonna go on a limb and say it just wouldn't because there weren't a lot of outlets for an album like that at that time. Um, and LP was the one person who was occupying that space um, during his Def Jux run, which was not super long, um, but had some really classic records on it. And so I think, you know, his influence both as the label head and as a producer lending cachet to it in terms of who he who we knew him to be with company flow and the respect that folks had for him um i think it just it it, it edges towards the timelessness and dave you you threw out one of the greatest uh, rap albums of all time and and i'd love to interrogate that further but it definitely has a, a timelessness that not a lot of records of that time um had and we were all fortunate enough to kind of experience it too at the same time it wasn't like a real real underground where like you find it five years right. later or something right and, right and
3: i think we should introduce at this point like um mike open mike eagles podcast what had happened was did a yes. lp Def jokes cold vein episode last week i think our episode yep. that you're hearing right now is a really interesting mirror to that and mm-hmm. they should be kind of listened to um, companion in, in companions it's kind of like here's here's what lp said about it here's what vast right, said about it right i'd love to talk to Vortel someday um it, it seems like he stays out of the public eye and that's yeah. the best thing for him and i respect that but um I, you know it's funny um there's you, i've talked about this on the show before and i'll keep it brief but one of my favorite pieces of Uh, set dressing in a recent movie is that um in the movie ladybird which takes place in sacramento in 2002 uh timothy chalamet's character has a cannibal ox Mm -hmm. a cold vein flat in his room Mm -hmm. and it's like he's the exact kind of like um uh, pretentious little shit i guess is the only (laughs) way i could put it that i was at that age and so it's just like it's just perfect. Like it's in that 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 was the time when that movie came out, and I really liked that movie. Um, that I was like, oh man, the cold vein. Like that's a that's a placeholder for a certain kind mm. of thing, right? It mm, represents right. something that wasn't put there by mistake, and totally, it wasn't okay. like how uh, in Encino Man, uh, Sean Astin has a uh, organized confusion poster, but then he looks like he listens to Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right, right. Like, right, right, right. This right. kid, this kid would really. Have, right. have been messing with Def jokes, like with the underground and like how underground is it if it's in the same stores as you know other stuff this isn't Fondulum right this is like a more substantial right, right. Uh, available right. type of underground rap but if you listen to the record it's very uncompromising there's yeah, they're exactly. saying exactly what they want to say they're doing exactly what they want to do and if I had any criticism at this point I would say it's probably a song or two too long that's the I, only thing I could say.
2: One hundred. Which, agree. which in the CD
3: era, you know, you you have to, you kind of have to allow for that. Like, like
1: albums were definitely uh longer. It's a four vinyl, no? It's a f- no
3: two. It's two. Um, it, it should then, be two, and Then I LP believe. did release the instrumentals as yeah okay too, so it's like okay. yeah, t- kind of <laughs> yeah. Okay. The Ox, yeah the hoxtramentals okay. yeah. um yes. so yeah yes. i
2: mean i th- this album i mean it it's one of those things where you throw on and it feels like a moment not an album you know what i mean so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 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 delighted that we had you know one of the main one of the main cats on and and vast air is just oozing with presence man so i'm, yeah. I'm just yeah. you know it's one of those where like you know you talk to the rapper and it's just like a direct uh, it's yeah, a direct replacement yeah like just yep. direct connection and so yeah. i mean i the second he the second he says what's up it's like whoa we're uh, you, this you is i galaxy right now you know you knew it was
1: on uh and he was gracious enough to even play a joint um with it which you heard if you listen to it um and so i believe that's the first time that that's happened uh in 166 episodes so i feel like um, you know, when an artist is excited about their own work, especially something that happened so long ago, I can, I, I can speak to the perspective of, you know, whatever level of journeyman artist that I am. Um, I get somewhat irritated when folks only want to talk about a thing that I did, you know, yeah. many, many years ago. But he, uh, he understands, you know, like I said at, at the outset, how important this is to a certain type of fan um mm. and also you know he he mentioned having some some new stuff uh which was also exciting you know he's got a doom track that he's he's about to release and um there's a another uh cannibal ox record on the way which i'm excited about in the sense that i think rap is caught up to them mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. where they were probably out ahead in, in 2001 so um you know, I appreciate Cold Vein and kind of just excited to, to uh, connect with some of the newer the newer works. Um, so, you know, we here at Dead Bud Rap Pod, we'll, we'll flip it up, we'll change it up. We, we, we set precedents and then we break them. Uh, and we appreciate everybody tuning in for our, our conversation with Vast Air. I want to double on the point that Nate made. Uh, you should listen to what had happened was on Wednesdays right correct they they dropped their new the new episodes on Wednesdays we dropped Thursday um, and so the last couple weeks there's been some interesting alignment and I don't want to give away too much but we're we're kind of keeping on that thread kind of unintentionally which is really interesting I don't yeah necessarily for
3: yeah I wish we had planned all this stuff out, but it's just like the way, the way it rolls. Um, yeah. Also, can't knock the shuffle on Mondays, or as yes. I have now started calling it, the shuff. Nice. <laughs>
1: when when you when you're on a, a first text basis with Kantrowitz, you can do that. I'm gonna totally. refer to it as can't knock the shuffle uh, on on Mondays. You know, the Stony Island Mothership keeps cruising along. Uh, a lot of amazing programming, great hip hop storytelling. And I kind of want to hold that up. Um, mm-hmm. I saw some of Mike's tweets about getting frustrated that the mainstream media doesn't uh, understand or respect that hip hop has these stories and that people want to hear them.
2: Um, yeah. I mean, th- this is documentation. So, I mean, I, I, as, as much as like as, disappoint- as, as disappointing as it is that, you know, it's not really getting the shine that it does. Like um, it, it needs to be done. And so yep. you know, I'm I'm really glad Mike's doing it, and and I'm really glad that we're doing it. And we, you know, it has to just be done internally, because yep. otherwise you don't want some like intern from like some you know label <laughs> documenting LP. You want you you want yeah. Mike Eagle doing that. You want us talking fast yep. air. So yep. you know, I'm very happy to see um, everything coming together. Absolutely, and um, it's great
1: because you know we're involved with the culture. Um, and you know we maybe we're inching towards the day when when you know some of these outlets will pay for uh, for some of these stories. But we are the trailblazers uh, of this, and we're, we're proud to be a part of the Stony Island Audio Network. Um, as you know, we are on social media at dadbod Bod Rap Pod on Twitter at Dad Bod Rap Pod on IG. Um, we are Summon mugs. Look, it's mugs or drugs, people. You you buy the mugs, you keep us from going back in the kitchen. Um, but yeah, we got we still have some mugs left. Uh, you can check out our uh, our pinned Instagram and uh, Twitter feeds and click to find out how to get yours for you and your family. Is there a gift giving season coming up? I'm trying to connect this for Mother's Day. For every mom, needs a dad bought mug. So, uh, cop the mug. Uh, help us stay afloat as a podcast and continue bringing this great storytelling um, that you've come to expect here from the dad bod rap pod so with that we will adjourn for this episode this is the dad bod rap pod Mm